Hello ninjas and ninjets and welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen, I'm best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja and I'm your host. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website and in this episode I'm joined by Trey Llewellyn and Trey's going to be talking to us about a completely different approach to e-commerce. You see, his business and the businesses that he coaches with are all based on funnels. And it's all about finding lead magnet products that you can sell very cheaply or at very low profit margin to a very targeted audience in order to get that person into your tribe and sell them future products. So it's a completely different approach to the standard uh, e-commerce shop model because actually your front end is just a funnel rather than just dumping everyone into a store and helping letting them find their own way around you're giving them one specific offer and then you're looking to get a relationship with them so it's much more like a kind of information product business it's a super cool approach and uh, Trey gives us some real life examples as well so we can kind of flesh it out He's also very kindly offered to give listeners to the show a free download of their top performing funnel. And you can get this by going to mrohnit.com forward slash Tim. So that's M-R-O-N-I-T.com forward slash Tim. That's mrohnit.com forward slash Tim. And remember, if you want some free help with your digital marketing, whether you want to generate some more leads or you want to improve your site's ranking, or you're not sure what you should be posting on social media, then my company, Exposure Ninja, offers a free service where we'll give you some advice in a video where we'll show you exactly what your competitors are doing to generate leads. We'll show you how you can improve the performance of your own website and increase your ranking, generate more traffic from social media. Now to get this, all you need to do is go to www.exposureninja.com forward slash review. That's exposureninja.com forward slash review. There's a short questionnaire to fill out. We just want a bit of information about your business so that we can tailor the recommendations to the right level for where you're at. And then in two to three working days, you'll receive a video recorded by one of our marketing strategists showing you how to improve the performance of your website. It's freaking amazing. You're going to absolutely love it. It's had over 255 star reviews on Facebook. Check it out. Um, Anyway, without further ado, enjoy the show with Trey. Right, let's go. Trey, welcome to the show. Dude, I'm I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, you're known as Mr. On It. So for those who don't know you, perhaps you could give a quick intro into what you're about and what you spend your time doing. Oh man, what do I spend my time doing? Dude, executing. That's what that's what we spend our time doing. Executing and being committed to what what we got going on. We sell uh we sell physical products online to the firearms niche, the the prepper, the survivalists. That's who we pretty much target with what we do. And um, we've built a, a really nice couple companies around that. And we started with t-shirts, didn't have anything, you know, started with nothing, which is kind of cool. No investors, no VCs, uh, you know, a, pretty much a credit card with uh, five grand on it and started <laughs> selling t-shirts on Teespring, a platform. And then we've moved over to ClickFunnels about a year and a half later and built a database of 1.1 million emails, three, no, I think we're at 400,000 buyers, 305,000 fans on Facebook. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's doing well. Sweet. And you take a, a slightly different approach to most e-commerce sites, don't you? Because you use funnels a lot and you mentioned they're click funnels. So, and, and that's what we're going to be focusing on today. We normally talk about funnels when we're talking about lead generation. So like an accountant or a solicitor or something like that. But you're using funnels for e-commerce. So maybe just to start off and give us a big ballpark picture of what this would look like. 
What would be an example of an e-commerce funnel that you might be using in your business? So if I remember right, uh, a lot of your listeners use Shopify? Yes, Shopify, WooCommerce, all sorts of e-commerce. WooCommerce. Okay, cool. So basically, a funnel is the opposite of a Shopify store, where (laughs) we collect the credit card up front. And then after we have that first purchase, that initial purchase of that dopamine release, then we say, hey, would you like this item? Or would you like this item? Or would you like this item? And all they have to do is press a click of a button to add it to that credit card. And so it's a different charge. But what's nice is, since you already have the credit card stored, it becomes increasingly uh, easy to say yes to things because they don't have to re-enter their credit card information. Amazon does this really well with the, hey, buy it now with one click button, right? It's just too easy to say no. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just click it. I'll, I don't have to swipe my card so I don't feel like I'm buying anything. I just feel like I'm, I'm receiving something. And that's how we've built our funnels is we want the consumer to feel as if they're receiving something not buying something. So when we build an order form page, we make sure to take out words such as price or amount or purchase today or the button that says buy now. We take all that stuff out. We wipe that clean. And then we use statements such as like, you know, quantity or yes, send it to me now as a button. So we replace words with uh, uh, receiving features versus a buying instance. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So maybe just to kind of, could you give an illustration with the firearms niche, what uh, what a lead lead magnet product would be and how you kind of cycle people up through that funnel? Absolutely. So our biggest thing is continuity. That's what our company is ran on. It's a foundation for us. Uh, it brings in a good amount of money from every month uh, from continuity buyers, which is basically continuity is something that's recurring, right? Something that's kind of like a car wash you pay for every month. It's a cell phone bill that you pay for every month. It's a newspaper bill you pay for a month. For us, it's a club. And it's a, it's a buyer's club where they get discounts on, on items. But it's extremely hard to sell someone into continuity. It's, so, it's really hard to sell someone into a recurring charge on their credit card. And so how we have found the easiest way to have them be enticed to say yes is by having them purchase something prior to that commitment. And what we'll do is we'll look at like little trinkets and fun things that usually cost a lot at their gun range or at their store, such as gun oil, uh, such as targets, such as uh, survival cups or survival whistles, which will usually, usually range in the price of $14 to $20 if they would buy it at their store. And so what we look at doing is we go and source China. So we'll travel to China twice a year. We go to the Guan, uh, we go to Guangzhou and Ni Hao is hello. Xie is thank you, just in case you want to know. And <laughs> fluent. <laughs> fluent, fluent in Mandarin. And I'm working on it, right? And so we'll go to we'll go to the Canton Fair. And the Canton Fair is absolutely phenomenal. You should do it. There's just, you know, the crazy thing is, man, is the people who visit the Canton Fair, there's only three of the people that visit, only three percent are American. And, and I think that's a crazy illustration to show how scared I think Americans are just to go over to China for some reason. And, and it, it's really not that bad. Like, it's, it's pretty cool, actually. Like, everybody's so nice and they're so awesome and they're willing to help because, I mean, you got the money, right? Like, you, you, you have the wallet. And for someone to pay for the trip to get over there, they know that that person's serious. And, and the networking I get to do at breakfast every, every morning at the hotel is, is super awesome. I actually did a uh, two and a half hour interview with myself on what to look for in China, on how to source China. 
which is really cool. So with that, right, we go and find these, these trinkets or these fun things of quality. And a lot of people talk about, oh, it's made in China, it must be crap, right? Well, I don't know if you've ever looked on the back of your iPhone, but it's also <laughs> China. So you need to get over that real fast. Uh, we find really nice quality items over there. I mean, you just got to look. And so, for instance, let's say um, it's oil, okay? So we'll buy oil or a cup or something, and we get it for really, really good prices, such as, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. And then what we do is we build a loss leader or a uh, tripwire or a item that costs them a lot of money. But in, and when they come to our funnel, it's free. So we pitch it as if the item is free to them and all they do is help us out with shipping. And usually what we try to do is the shipping and handling fees are pretty much a break-even cost for us with the item and the shipping cost and the handling and the overhead and things like that, which is usually in the, in the range of like five bucks or $7, depending on our shipping rates. And so it makes it extremely easy for someone to say yes. And that's what we're wanting. We want to, we want to create offers that give us goosebumps, that make us hesitant about pushing live. Because one, we're afraid that we'll lose money. Two, we're afraid that you know, we'll run out of product too quickly. We didn't order enough. So when you, when you create an offer such as that, a no-brainer offer, and it gives you goosebumps and you're hesitant about it, that's a good offer. That's when you know it's good. If you feel that people are taking advantage of you, that's a good offer. If you feel like you're taking advantage of someone, it's probably not going to work because they'll, they'll sniff the BS, right? The bullshit. Yeah. And so that's... that's how we get people to raise their hands. So we'll have people, you know, put it on Facebook or we'll put it on YouTube or, or in, in an email or something. And it's just like, hey, do you want your free XYZ? It's $4 to ship it. It's $5 to ship it. And it's very easy for someone to whip out their credit card for 4 and $5, right? Super quick. And then now we got their card, right? Their card is stored. And then that's, it's after that, they push that button saying like, yes, send me my survival cup. After that click is actually when the magic starts to happen for us. And that's when we start to say, hey, by the way, we're doing this really cool thing for people just like you. It's this recurring income. It's this membership. It's this movement. And we want you to be a part of it. And so we create sales letters around that to where they're able to now just click yes versus having to think through it while entering their first name last name, email address, phone number, address, credit card information, and pressing submit. There's a lot of thinking going on while they're doing like, ah, is this really something I want? Versus, hey, we want you to be in this. We want you to, we want to partner with you. Just click the button below to join. Very easier, right? Yes, for sure. So whilst most e-commerce businesses are starting with inventory, you're kind of starting with your audience and then finding products that they might want to buy, right? Yes. So we call that a product first approach versus a market first approach. And a lot of people, a lot of people start with product first approach, which is in my, in my theory, my beliefs, the wrong way. And, and I gotta, I'll be run up is uh, I'm guilty of that, right? Where there's, there's, there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to be an amazing product. That product is going to sell a crap ton to our audience. I am super stoked to get this. And then it just bombs. It's, it falls flat on its face. I'm like, how is that even possible? And it's because I started with a product first approach. I, I liked it. And because I liked it, I thought everyone else would like it. And that is the farthest from the truth. Because people, what you'll find is people don't tend to like what you like. They like what they like. And you need to sell them that, which is why we go into a market first approach. Did I, did I talk to you about the parade? 
Uh, I don't think he did. So that's uh, a mentor of mine, Carl White, taught me this five years ago, and it's stuck with me ever since. And I and I contribute that knowledge to uh, a piece of why we're successful the way we are because we learned how to how to market through a market versus market through a product. And what we do, what, how he, what he told me to do was you want to go out and find a parade. Go, go find a parade of people and get in front of that parade. Because when you get in front of that parade, there's, there's not much money that put forth to make that parade happen. Someone else created that parade. Someone put that parade together. So, let, so for an example, let's say we do our 4th of July parade. So there's going to be a, a parade July 4th every year in St. Louis, Missouri. And with that parade, a couple of cool things is I don't, I didn't put that parade together. It's going to happen. People are going to show up. The parade is going to be, doesn't matter if I die, if I don't exist, if I move to Asia, that parade is still going to happen. The cool piece is, is let's say I survey them, right? Let's say I send out a survey and I'm going to sell some sort of liquid. And I say, Hey, just real quick survey question. What is your favorite drink? Is it tea, water, lemonade, Coke, or apple juice? And the survey comes back and it says tea. Their favorite thing is tea. Well, if I didn't do that survey, I would have gone to that parade with a product first approach because I love Coca-Cola. My favorite drink is Coca-Cola all day long. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. The taste is essential. It you know quenches my thirst. So everybody else must love Coke. So I go and take all my money and I invest in Coca-Cola and I go to the parade to find out that actually that's false. The people uh, attending the parade actually enjoy tea. So realistically, I'm going to fail. I'm going to bomb at selling Coke. I'm not going to sell as much as I would if it would have been tea. I would sell, I would have sold way more tea than Coke if I would have gone with a market first approach asking them, hey, what do you enjoy? So now with the survey, I'm going to say, you know what? These guys love tea. Even though I love Coke, for some reason, they love tea. The, the survey comes back and says that. And so I go invest all my money into tea. And guess what? I sell out, right? And I didn't put anybody there. The cool thing is, is that we already have this in place every day. And it's with Facebook. Facebook is the parade of people. And Facebook fan pages are your unique fans, your unique people. And what I like to do is build up that database and, and having people raise their hands saying, hey, if you love guns, come check this out. Hey, if you love motorsports, come check this out. Hey, if you love clean teeth and, and you want it to, to be white, come check out this page, right? And so we have all these different pages that you can build. And inside those pages are the cream of the parade, the cream around that niche. And then guess what? We get to survey those people because they're all alike, right? And when we survey them, we find out exactly what products they're buying currently. And then we do this really crazy thing, man. We go sell them that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So, all right, let, let's, let's start from the top then. So how do you begin to identify what sort of audience you want to target? How do you know to go after the gun owners or the horse fans or whatever it might be? Hmm. That is a good question. And that's the first week of our uh, coaching program when people come to us and, and say, hey, I want, a, I want an online business. I want recurring income, the Commerce Kings. And dude, it's, it's really essential. Um, it comes down to what you're passionate about. What do you love? You know? And the reason we chose guns is not because of me. Uh, I didn't even own a gun, to be, to be frank, until later on. Uh, my brother, he was in the law academy and he was going to become a police officer. He is a fanatic for guns. He owns, I think, like 25 to 30 guns. 
which is insane to me. And I love marketing. Like I enjoy the fight. I, I enjoy the adrenaline. I enjoy the rush. I enjoy the problem solving. I enjoy the, the peaks and the flows and the valleys that we have to go through as a marketer to embrace the online you know, economy. And the, the match has been really good. It's been amazing. And so I go off of him as his knowledge because he's passionate about it. He reads about guns all day long. He goes out and does drills. He does matches. He does, you know, he has guns in his car. He has guns in his house. He's like, don't mess with him. He's got guns everywhere. <laughs> and that's so cool because I'm able to use his knowledge because he's very passionate about it and use my marketing expertise combined. It's like Captain Planet and we create some pretty cool stuff. So when people reach out and they're like, what should we do? I'm like, well, what are you passionate about? And someone might say, oh man, if, if, I, if I sat down with someone and I had a beer with them, I could talk three to five hours on this particular product. That's your niche. Talk about that. You know, Maybe that's putting makeup on. Maybe that's riding horses. Maybe that's golfing. Maybe that's being a police officer. Maybe it's you know, running a 5K marathon. Maybe it's being an Ironman. Whatever you're super passionate about, go with that because you know the audience. You talk them, talk with them. You have the products. You know what they love and enjoy. Start a fan club around it. And then, and then from there, you survey them, asking them, hey, what are you buying right now? What are you doing? And from that, you sell them that. So I've got my topic and let's say I'm going to be going into guns or whatever. And then the next step is to build that Facebook fan page, which is about that topic, right? So yeah. whereas most WooCommerce or Shopify stores would build a Facebook page called their store name, and then they just kind of share pictures of their product. What you're doing instead is you're building a fan page about that topic. You're just using it to collect an audience which is interested in that topic, kind of like a magazine, I guess, so that you can then survey them, find out what your lead magnet and what your products would be later on, right? Absolutely. So a really cool trick that we use is uh, we'll go to a Barnes & Noble store and there'll be like tons of magazines inside there. And there's a couple of cool things that Barnes & Noble does. The first thing it does is behind the racks of the magazines. So like, let's say you have like 10 magazines on, on the first shelf of the rack. If you take all 10 away, there'll be a little sticker behind those magazines. And that sticker actually will list from 1 to 20 the top rated magazines, the, the number one buying magazine on that specific rack. And there's like, there's like three levels of shelves and then there's three racks on each shelf. And it's always on the first level of each shelf. And at the, at the very far left. And so when you're pulling those back, you get to see what magazines are selling the most, which is pretty cool. And then there's things called media kits, M-E-D-I-A-K-I-T-S, uh, which you can go to the magazine. Every magazine has this. And you, you'll go down to the bottom. It says advertising. And if you click on that advertising link, you want to look for the media kit. And the media kit is going to expose you to everything about the reader, their age, their demographic, how much... Uh, how much income, their household income, their net worth, marital status, presence of children, lengths of residence. Do they do arts and crafts or business? And it shows you like all these, all this research that they've already done through a survey to give to you as an advertiser. But what's cool is you can use that demographic information to figure out who your avatar is for the page that you're about to build. And so we look at magazines to give us ideas and concepts of who the audience is that we're about to target. And that makes so much sense because a magazine, the presence of a magazine in that market shows that this is a clearly defined audience and it's an audience of buyers, right? Otherwise, there wouldn't be enough advertising to sustain the magazine. 
Yeah, it's kind of a full circle. Yeah, love it, love it. So, okay, we're starting to build our page. We're sharing some content. We're getting people in who are interested in that topic. We run a survey to find out what they're interested in. We head over to China. We grab some of it. We start selling it to them as a loss leader or as a self-liquidating kind of front-end offer. Once we've run that lead generation piece and we've got someone buying the gun oil, what happens to them? Do they immediately go to a one-click upsell or are you sending them to sales stuff later on? Like, What's what's the process that you found works best with these guys to upsell them onto more profitable stuff? Yes. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above, man. Uh, so the biggest thing that you know, we do is we have, you know, we've built our database. We've built our email database to 1.1 million. Our buyer database is 400,000 people. I mean, just to give you, just to give you a lot, you know, a lot of people here 1.1 million and then, and then we lose them. So I want to put that in perspective for you. So here in St. Louis, we have the Cardinals baseball team and our Cardinal stadium fits about 60,000 people. So if you were to go stand on the mound, and let's say you had a piece of paper and your message about, you know, that, that group and you want to sell them a baseball bat. With, our, the, with the amount of people that we have in our email database, you would be able to go to that, that same stadium 20 times, and the stadium would be filled with all unique people each and every time. So you would never talk to the same person again. So that's 20 stadiums of 60,000 people that you're reading one little message to. So it's pretty cool because when we press send, we get to reach 1.1 million people with a click of a button. And that's huge. At 10 million people, just to kind of fun stat, because I've looked at this, at 10 million people, we would be able to send an email to 3% of the United States. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is cool. A little bit scary if all those people are into guns, though, from a Brit who no one I know has a gun. There you go. Yeah, just don't mess with the, with the Americans. They're crazy. So, here, the, so the cool thing about that, man, is a lot of people are like, oh, man, this must be nice to have a 1.1 million. Well, the thing is, is we started with one email. You know, it was mine. I opted into my own thing. And then, and then, you know, then we got the next guy and then we got the next guy. And over, and this, this is over the course of maybe three years that we've built this. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't, you know, in a year, but realistically, look at the past three years of your life. Like how quickly did that go by? And don't miss it, right? Because the next three years are going to go by and the next five years are going to go by. And, I, and, and the biggest thing to hold here is don't miss it. Because you want to start on something now. It's, it's kind of like they always say, right? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Start yeah. investing in yourself. An email, an email uh, opt-in is an asset because that has future rewards that will keep uh, everything going. And we, what we talk about in our business is we talk about how you want to build a foundation. So we have our front-end offers, which is you know, getting leads. So we get, we get four leads, email, phone number, address four of those for every conversion that we get. So for every conversion, we get a buyer. And with that buyer, we also attain uh, four leads that come with that, basically just as a conversion ratio. So for every conversion, we get five leads. We get the buyer plus four leads, which is really cool. That's going to build your database rather quickly. So we have these loss leaders out there, or we like to break even. So we, basically, we don't make any money on it just as a, as a net, right? We're capturing all these people who love what we love, who are excited to buy things from us. And a lot of people, you know, they freak out when they're like building a funnel for the first time. They're like, I don't want to sell them much. 
I don't want to sell them that crazy. And the, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, they, they feel bad after selling them something to sell them something again. And then again and again, and we usually do like three upsells. We'll ask, hey, do you want to buy this? No. Do you want to buy this? No. Do you want to buy this? No. Okay, thanks. Here's your checkout. Because I don't know about you, but there's, thing, there's a store called Walmart here in the United States. Uh-huh. When you go through that, and, you, and does the lady up front say, oh, welcome to Walmart. What are you searching for today? Oh, I'm here to grab some toilet paper. Okay. Hey, uh, everybody in all aisles, please take down all the products except for toilet paper. <laughs> he only wants toilet paper. Do not let him see any other product at this time. Thank you. No, they don't say that. They're like, oh, yeah, it's in the back. You got to go through all the aisles to find it. And we're not even going to show you where it's at. We moved it actually last week. So you have to go through the whole store to try and find it. You get an upsold all the time. So the next thing you know, you don't leave with just toilet paper. You leave slicing your credit card for $100 when you came to spend 10 right? The same thing happens in like a, a fishing store. When someone goes to buy a pack of worms, they leave with a fishing pole, a rod, a new tackle box, like it's in a life jacket, like they're excited, Right. And so when you're showing these niche uh, orchestrative fan fan pages what they love to see, they're going to buy. Amazon does the same thing. Amazon, you know, you you go to buy that product and then it says, hey, before you you kind of leave here, people who have also purchased product, purchase this as well. You want to add this? That's their little upsell. You want to add this to your cart. And they're they're now getting into the recurring business. Maybe you've seen where perishable items such as protein, now they say, hey, do you want to get this every month? Save 5%. Do you want to get four items every month? Save 15%. So they're getting into the continuity program as well. So it all works through funnels. So don't be scared of funnels. But the thing is, is we build pillars on our business, which creates a foundation. So we create the foundation first, which is our funnels. And then we build pillars on top of that, such as our email database. We actually email our database. A lot of people, uh, I put a post out on my Facebook page, I don't know, two weeks ago. And I said, hey, if you have a database of 100,000 emails or more, let, let us know. I'd love to talk to you. And I talked to probably seven to 10 people who just kind of messaged me and they're like, yeah, I got, I got a database. I'm like, cool, man. What are you doing with it? Oh, I, I haven't emailed them for six months. <laughs> Smokes. Why even email them? I don't want to upset them. Well, dude, I'll tell you one thing is you're totally not upsetting them by, by not emailing them, you know, like at least, at least send them something that they're like, they've told you they're interested in what you sell. And so that'd be like Victoria's Secret not wanting to send you magazines of, of girls in bikinis, right? They're like, oh, I don't know. They might not. They, they came once, but I don't know if they're going to come again. Like, we don't want to you know, bother them. Like, we just want to keep them as a happy buyer, not a, not a pissed off buyer. Because I don't want, you know, if I email them, maybe they'll, maybe they'll email back and be like, hey, I want a refund, by the way. Like, they're not going to do that. They're going to buy more from you. So, you know, our database makes us quite a bit of money. And then another pillar that we have is our recurring income. That's huge, right? People who I know on the first of the month are going to pay $10, $20, $100 to $200 uh, on a monthly basis for being into it, into one of our continuity programs. And that's a huge chunk of change. Plus, you have all the offers. So it's this nice little uh, business that has a full circle where you have leads and buyers coming in. You upsell them to all these cool products. They become continuity members. They become email subscribers. You can outbound call them. So we've been looking at outbound call centers to outbound call them. That works really well. Uh, we've done a lot with that. Uh, texting campaigns, slide dial voicemail campaigns. How about this? Direct mail. When's the last time you went to your mailbox and it was empty? Do twice a week, my mailbox is empty. I see that as opportunity. Yeah, that's shocking. I, I want to ask you about recurring income in, in just a minute, but I want to just go back to something you said about those upsells after that 
immediate lead magnet purchase. So you mentioned that you offer people three different things. Do you want to buy this? No. Okay, fine. Do you want to buy this? No, fine. Do you want to buy this? No, fine. Okay, so here's the checkout page. So the objection that a lot of people will have with that is that they're scared that someone's going to drop out of the process during those upsells. Those upsells are somehow going to be so offensive to that person that they're just going to leave, they're going to shut it down, and they're going to get out. So perhaps in order to persuade people about this option, what do those upsells mean to your sales? Like ballpark figures, what's the impact on your total sales volume of having those upsells? So that's, I call it a, uh, I'm, I'm creating this new really cool thing. And uh, we use like reactive funnels is what we've been building. We've been launching that soon. And then I've been kind of like trying to make sense of that uh, for people. And what I've come to find is, is what people can relate to is like a tidal wave. So for that tidal wave to become big and to actually crest over and crash, there has to be a lot of energy at the bottom for it to hold what's on top, right? This wave. And then obviously it comes over and crashes, which is I would look at as your profit. And so with this big wave, the energy is all the people coming in. And as the wave grows taller, it becomes thinner. And that's the people taking your upsells to where the overlap is your profit. To give some numbers, uh, we'll usually 2x the front end. So if we made a dollar on the front, we'll make another dollar from all the upsells on the back, usually like 2 to 2.2x or so. The front end usually pays for the product. The back end usually pays for the traffic. That back end is our traffic money. The front end is our product shipping and handling money. And with that, we've created a really nice funnel. And sometimes it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a loss leader funnel, uh, such as like a free plus shipping funnel, you know, you're, you're going to have a cheaper item on the front, so not much premium money coming in. Or you'll move to a premium funnel. What a premium funnel is, is selling a high ticket item, such as you know, 20 to 30 to $60. And so there's a lot more premium, but hopefully you have good margin in there. And from the margin, you have those upsells, which creates and allows you to buy more traffic. And it just seems to kind of uh, be this nice little curve to where it's so funny, like how much look like you might have little margin on the on a free plus shipping, like say maybe ten bucks or, or you know five to ten dollars, and that's what you make in traffic. And so it'll cost you maybe ten dollars to make a conversion. But when doing a premium item, such as like a sixty dollar item or a seventy dollar item, it like takes you fifty dollars to sixty dollars in Facebook ad spend to make a conversion. So it all kind of works itself out. But what's nice is you have more premium coming in. Versus a, a a free plus shipping, which is a, a little of premium, but yet they're all pushing into a continuity. And so, how we look at it is how can we create break even or uh, profitable funnels? And what we really are geared towards and our focus is on the recurring income, the putting people having or having them choose because it's not forced continuity; it's it's a choice. They're like, hey, do you want to join this really cool thing? Do you want to partner with us? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to you know do what we're doing? And then they say yes. Well, we're looking, we're looking not today, but we're looking in 30 days and 60 days at the recurring income from that. So we, a, a good uh, a mastermind client of mine, he calls it boomerang money. He goes, you know, that, that boomerang goes out. It's kind of like lost money for a little bit. And then about month one, month two, it all comes back. Yeah. And then you have that recurring to where, like, for example, man, like, let's say, I mean, I think, I think maybe a lot of people on, your, on the call right now listen to this podcast. I think $10,000 would change people's lives. Like an extra 10 grand profit I think would change pretty much anyone's life. I think that's a lot of money. 
It certainly changed their week. It would change their week, yes, uh, and make them wake up really nice that one day. And the the other thing is, is I mean, I feel you can do anything with twenty grand a month. Like you can you can live wherever you want, eat whatever you want, drive whatever you want for twenty grand a month, hands down. So with this, if you got a thousand, when you get a thousand members in your continuity, that's not that many people. A thousand people is not many people. So a thousand members over twelve months, that's adding eighty three people a month into continuity, or two people a day. And I think a lot of people can add just two people a day into a continuity program at 10 bucks a month because at 1000 members at 10 bucks a month, that's 10 grand a month you're making. That's 10 grand right there. And that'll 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 that's huge for your bottom line for any business. The first thing the first thing on a on a profit and loss line is 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 income. Because without income your your business can't run. So I like to have as many of those lines as I can as income and as few as expensive lines as I can. Uh, a mentor of mine always talked about how you should uh, write small checks and cash big checks and you'll be in business. It's a good metaphor for life. <laughs> so go, going back to what you said then, without those upsells, your funnel would be, you'd be losing money on your funnel because you'd, you'd pay off the product, but you wouldn't have paid off the traffic. So adding in the funnels allows you to break even or better on the funnel, which means obviously you can scale up this campaign big, as big as you want, because you know that if you get a thousand visitors, you're making more money than it's costing you to get that traffic and pay for the products that you're sending out. So this is absolutely fundamental. And then you're putting people in continuity. So for a lot of e-commerce owners listening, the idea of continuity is going to be super appealing because they're used to having a high cost of sale what we're talking about now is actually something someone's going to pay us recurring. They're going to pay a membership for e-commerce. So how does that work? You mentioned your buyers club. Like what, what's going on here? How do people start tapping into that? Man, I got whew, like, there's, there's so many examples of continuity and a lot of people get hung up on this. And that's kind of why we built a program around it called reactive funnels. And so to give you like, like there's so many examples, man, of, of different types of continuity. The, the first one I already gave on the call was the Amazon, right? Like it's consumable item, like protein powder. You know, if you if you subscribe today, save five percent. Okay, I'll be a member to save five percent. You know, another, another one that I love is uh, a, a place called uh, LittlePassports.com. It's a beautiful little website, and all these guys they're they're a full continuity program, and what they do is for like twenty bucks a month. They send your kid a little package, and really, all that all that's in that package is probably like five pieces of paper that talks about a journey that these little two kids go on. And it comes with you know stamps, and it comes with uh, cutout boards and, and cool things for like the kid to have fun with and to learn and be educated with. But it's about exploring uh, the lifelong love and learning of the Earth and what's around, like where to go and travel, and that's why it's called passports. And but it's twenty bucks a month, but the, the cost in that is extremely cheap. And so that's a great continuity. I just joined uh, the local zoo here in St. Louis. For $90, I get you know, 48 Anywhere Plus passes. I get C, uh, six free parking passes. A parking pass costs, costs $20 every time we go. So the cool thing is, is if I go just four times, that means if you get free parking, I've paid for the, for the, for the membership, right? I get a zoo calendar emailed to me. I get a, a backpack. I get um, you know, a magazine. I get 10% discounts from all the gift shops and all the food 
that I go to. And the, and the best part, man, and this is what I love about it. And I, and I had to really like just hold on for a little bit to understand of how cool this was is I'm paying $90 to get a discount to be a member of the zoo and, and be a part of it to join their tribe. But at the same time, because I became a member, I visit the zoo more often. And I spend more money at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So I, I paid money to save. And really what happened is I spent more. That's a cool concept. Don't, don't let that one shy away from you. Keep remembering that one. So then the Sam's Club, right? We have Walmart and then we have Sam's Club. For 100 bucks, I can get a business account at Sam's Club and be able to walk through there and get discounts. Now that is, is a discount store. Uh, you know, another one is BarkBox. That one's a big one coming around. For you know, twenty five dollars a month, you get six months of free shipping, where they send you a toy and some treats. And 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 what's so cool about that BarkBox is most of the stuff that's in there, from what I believe, has been donated for brand awareness for the box. So really, all they're paying for is the shipping. And I think what they should do is include coupons to local stores, but charge for an insertion of those coupons into that box to pay for the shipping. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so cool. There's a guy named Brian, um, uh, Brian Johnson, brianjohnson.me, super smart guy. What he does is he, he loves to read and he goes out and reads all these books and then he creates cliff notes, which he's coined philosopher notes. And for just $10, a no-brainer offer, like I've told you, for 10 bucks a month, man, you have access to all 400 and however many books that he's read uh, to, to doing this. And you get his philosopher notes, you get a video around the book, and he's done such a great job. It's like six pages for each book. And you can have as many as, as you want, which is, which is really cool. So, so this is so amazing, right? Is, is that for, he's getting paid to go and read what he loves to do, which is entrepreneurial books. And he's selling that information that he's getting from those books. He's archiving that. And he's you know, putting it together in these philosopher notes and selling it to us for $10 a month. And he has 10,000 members. That's 100 grand a month this dude's getting $1.2 million a year for doing what he loves, which is to read. We talk about that at the, at the event, the Reactive Funnel event, which is all these different types of continuity. Like, Go to your credit card and see what you're a member of right now, like how many recurring charges you get, your cell phone bill, your electric, right? Your car payments. That's a continuity. It's amazing how many things we are on, like, like the softwares we use. Uh, for instance, mine's ClickFunnels. My internet bill, I pay that every month. The car wash, I go and get a car wash you know, two or three times. I have unlimited car washing, but I only go two to three times a month. And I pay $60 a month to go and be able to do that. So man, there's, there's tons of continuity ideas and concepts out there. It's all about researching and knowing what, what it does and then what fits your model. Yeah, and I guess it depends whether if people have a consumable, like the protein, then it's going to be one thing. If people have, you know, that they've got a passion, like the guns, then it's going to be something else. It could be accessories. One of the things that you keep mentioning is tribes and this idea of kind of building a tribe around your business. This, again, is something that's quite different to most e-commerce stores where they maybe think of themselves as um, a necessary place where people go when they need something. So how do people start building a tribe around their business? Do you have any tips on that? That's a really good question. Uh, where that kind of came to me and, and more of like known was, uh, was Brunson. 
Brunson came out with a book, Expert Secrets, and he's like talking about your superpowers and building people around that and, uh, and building your tribe and building this, you know, this following. And man, it really comes down to, you know, your, your mission statement, what you believe in and what others believe in. And so we created a manifesto, which lists out those points, which lists out those bullet points, uh, which who we are and what we do, and then who we are. And so it's really cool because we've put that into our continuity programs. When people get their packages, we're, we're just you know, uh, showing them that they're a part of this and that they get to be a part of something. One thing that, that Russell mentioned in, a, in a, another podcast I was listening to, which was really cool, is looking at like all the presidents that have been elected over like the last however many years. Uh, ironically enough, the ones who had future-based sayings and statements won versus the people who had today's statements, such as Hillary in the, in the current election. Hillary's was, you know, come with me, be with me. And Trump was make America great again, which is a future, right? That's, that's, I think that's really cool to look back on those, those presidents and see their statements and how that worked. And so when we're looking at building a tribe, it's, it's something that we're going to go do. It's something that we're going to go create, a mission that you and I together are going to go and conquer. And I think that's a really cool way to, to build a following and people who are rah-rah behind you and support you and build you up. And that's how you build a, a community of raving fans who, who stand behind you and are excited to be a part of what you're doing. It's, it's a really interesting idea, isn't it? And, and you mentioned at the start that it's easier to do this if you're, if you're in a business that you're already passionate about. I know um, Perry Belcher and the guys from Digital Marketer who run, uh, they have the survival life thing. And Perry isn't really a survivalist. He's not like a gun guy or whatever. So they use personas and, and they have a, I think they have a particular persona, Joe or something, which they kind of channel the... Uh, they, they basically make Joe the typical media kit version of, of, of what it is that they're trying to sell. Do you have any tips on, on, on that kind of thing for people who maybe aren't fully into the business that, well, I don't want to say not fully into the business, but you know, you know what I mean? They're not, they aren't the gun owner, but they're running the gun owner business. That's a tough thing. It's, you know, you're gonna have to go find somebody who is, and, and it's really hard to sell something that you're not fully, fully passionate about. And that'd be, that'd be like someone who, you know, like that'd be like the president of Coca-Cola that drinks Pepsi, <laughs> you know, like, hey, um, I don't enjoy Coca-Cola as much as I should. And I'm not passionate about it as much as I should be. Is there someone we could hire that's more passionate than I am? Yeah. Dude, they're not. They're in the wrong seat. <laughs> right. They have to do what you did where you get your brother who's like super into the guns and then you're the marketing person for that. Exactly. And that's where, you know, beautiful partnerships uh, join up. Is maybe some maybe someone listening on the call is like, damn, I'm you know I'm really good at funnels, I'm really good at at at, at Facebook ads and traffic, but I'm not passionate about anything. And so that's that's when you know I say, you know, what about your spouse? Like, if you want to look for a great partner, why not your spouse? Why not get them on board? Because more than likely, uh, it's the spouse usually that's going to downplay uh, the entrepreneurial experience. It's gonna she, they'll downplay you know, quitting the job and, and, and the security funds that they get that paycheck. And so it's really hard uh, for husbands or wives to break that chain and, and without the support. And I've seen that time and time and time again, man, is, is the family's not supportive or the, out, the, the immediate family or the exterior family, such as, you know, uncles and, and moms and dads are, 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 are putting down their, their children uh, who say, you know what, I want to go out and fight for myself. I want to stop working for the boss and I want to go work for me. And I want to go do something for me. And 
Dude, it's funny because the reason that I see that the that the exterior and the immediate family put them down is because they don't believe in themselves enough to feel that that person can actually go and do it because they don't think themselves could make it happen, which is why they put it down to the spouse or to the immediate family. And so, yeah, it's it's all about, man, like like hold your stance, plant your feet, anchor yourself down in the ground, and go for it. Fight the fight. Prove them wrong, right? Find mentors. Surround yourself with people who are up better than you, who are ahead of you. Be the student. Don't be, you don't need to be the mentor. You don't need to be the coach. You don't need to be the, the ninja out there going crazy. You just have to be a student and learn. Like I love, I don't know about you, man, but I love being, I love being the dumbest person in the room. I absolutely do. I think that's crucial. I love being the weakest person in the room. Like when I go to the gym, I try to go to gyms that I'm like the fattest person in there. Like I feel bad for going. I'm like, damn, I should not be here because these dudes are freaking ripped. Like even the girls, I'm like, damn, I, you're so ripped. Like, how do you get that ripped? Like, that's insane because they're more committed than I am, right? Like, they are more committed. I love being in rooms where I'm the, I'm the poorest dude in there. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I made like $3 million last week. I'm like, shit. Like, that's amazing. Like, I am in the wrong room, but I'm in the best room, right? And that's what's so cool because you get to learn from those people and, and educate yourself and really be a rocket ship launching yourself faster and quicker because you were surrounding yourself with those people. And, and it's so cool because if you look at the, the top five people that's in your recent call list or who you hung around the last week, more than likely, you know, if you took their weight and averaged them, you're probably around that weight. If you took all their incomes and averaged them, you're probably around that income, if, you know, spiritually as well. So it all comes down to, I think, who you surround yourself with and just going for it and being excruciating, like confident and committed to, to your vision. Very well said. Dude, we, we have to wrap up now, but this has been unbelievable. Where can somebody who's thinking about venturing into this funnel approach to e-commerce or who wants to find out a bit more about you, where can they go and do you have any resources that they need to check out? Yeah. So um, do we, I want to do something cool. I want to give, I want to give uh, one of our actually best converting funnels away. We spent um, on this funnel. We spent over a hundred grand optimizing it. It's our. It's actually our oil funnel. We actually talked about it. Really? So um, they can actually download it for free. So we're just going to put it out there for them. And uh, you called it earlier. It's MrOnIt.com forward slash Tim T I M. Oh, lovely. So we'll do that. So it'll be MrOnIt.com forward slash Tim, and uh, they can download that, and then that'll lead us to the to our website. And from there, I mean, yeah, it's it's cool. But the cool thing, man, is. I think they should just keep listening to you. Keep pressing play on your podcast. And what's really cool is the people who are listening now, because the people who are listening now are the most committed. Other people have maybe skipped through this, have pressed play, and then they stopped, you know, and they said, I'd get back to it. But the people who, get, who are actually listening to our voices right now, congratulations. You're already showing signs of being committed to the fullest because you've made it to the end of this episode. And how I see it, Tim, I don't know about you, but if we're able to change one person's life from this episode or from any of your episodes or from all your episodes, just one person, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth me taking the time to be on here, you taking the time to do what you do uh, and put this together and, and, and upload it. And just, I mean, just the resources that it takes to get an iTunes thing up there. I mean, bravo to you, brother. <laughs> oh, isn't he lovely, ladies and gents? He can come again. <laughs> Trey, thank you so much for spending your time with us today, dude. It's been absolutely fantastic. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. 